Coming up on today's Lockdown Mavs, the Mavs lose to the Jazz, but if they make a trade with the Jazz, which Jazz player would you want on the Mavericks? On today's Lockdown Mavs. And this is Lockdown Mavericks Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Welcome to Lockdown Mavs. This is one of your co-hosts, Isaac Harris, half of Lockdown Mavs, contributor to Mavs.com, Studio 41, Corner 3. And I'm riding solo today. Nick is uh celebrating some birthday stuff. It was Nick's birthday this past week. So uh make sure you show him some love if you haven't showed him some love for his birthday. Riding solo tonight, post-game, and then we'll be back together tomorrow night, probably talking more trade stuff as it's trade season, and it's so much fun uh, reading all the rumors and all the fake trades. Uh, I think I'm setting a record this year on uh, the amount of fake trades and screenshots uh, I'm sending to uh, Nick and Bobby and some friends right now on, on potential trades. It's all fun. But the Mavs uh, lose to the Jazz <clears throat> tonight. Shocking without Luca, uh, Luca Wood, without Luca Doncic, Christian Wood, Maxi, and uh, yeah, a little shorthanded, uh, but they lost. I'll talk about that game on today's pod, but I'll also talk about some trade stuff in the second half. It'll probably be a little shorter pod today since it's a weekend pod. Uh, it's an extra pod if you want to say that. Um, if you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, comment below. If you can pick one jazz player, let's say no Lowry Marketing and no Walker Kessler, because according to Mark Stein, those two seem off the board. Uh, I think he also said Akbaji uh, is is on there too. Um, but let's just say those guys are off the board. Out of let's just put these five names out there: <clears throat> Jordan Clarkson, Jared Vanderbilt, Mike Conley, Beasley, and Sexton. Uh, those five guys. Which one of those five would you want the Mavs to trade for? I'll talk about that on today's pod. But yeah, Ugh. got my hopes up a little bit towards the end of this game. Uh, obviously, going into it, uh, like I said um, at the start, you know, Luca was out for this game. He twisted his ankle the other day in, in that game and didn't know how long he's going to be out. A lot of speculation. How bad is it? Uh, is this, you know, is this part of. Was it his ankle? Was it his foot? What is it? And, uh, you know, we luckily we got that update uh, a few days ago, two days ago from Woj saying that uh, Luca was day to day. He actually went through some pregame routine stuff. Um, you saw Callie Kaplan post about it on Twitter, I'm sure. Uh, you know, different stuff he's going through pregame. That's that's a good sign. The fact that he's, you know, walking on it, shooting on it, all of that. So um, <clears throat> looks like dodged a bullet a little bit that he won't be out super long. But he was out um, in this Jazz game, obviously with the team. No Christian Wood still for the fractured thumb. Obviously, Maxi is still out. So going into this Jazz game, uh, you know, you look at the other night, you say, "All right, you know, how are you going to win that game when Luca goes out so quick?" The other night, so you got to you got to turn up the defense, right? You know, playing the Suns team, and that's what we were talking about post game. We're like, "Man, look, you know, they played." Um, they play better on the defensive side of the ball. Naturally, you know, that's not uh, Luca and Christian Woods 
uh, specialty is defense. So they kind of turned that up and they won that game with the defense holding the Suns to 95 points. So going into this game, you know, you look at the Jazz, they're third in the league in points per game. They average around 117 points a game. Uh, that they put up on a nightly basis. So looking at it and saying, all right, I don't think we're going to be able to match them with scoring with Christian Wood and Luca out. So can the defense clamp down again? Now, you look at the box score of this and you look at the the end product, and you're like, all right, it's not that bad, right? Like they, you know, they held them under 110 points on the night. They finished, Jazz finished with, you know, 108, which is, you know, what, about 10 points less than their average. So, you know, decently good defense the third quarter really helped they only put up 18 points in the third quarter utah did dallas dallas put up 100 points they also hit 18 threes in this game they also got a great performance from spencer spencer dinwiddie 35 points in this game so you're like man if you start putting the list together of some things that you could kind of cross off and say all right you're gonna need this check you're gonna need this check you're gonna need this check uh, they actually checked a lot of those boxes off but Man, he just, you know, Spencer just needed a little bit more help tonight. And tough game for Tim Hardaway. Tim Hardaway's four of 12 from the field, one of seven, missed six threes in this game, only finished with uh, with 10 points. But it's a tough game from, from Tim. And in a game like this, you know, especially early on, I got really worried early on. Um, you guys know they were down by 18 points, you know, at halftime. Um, you know, at the half, Utah scored 66 points in the, in the first half. 32 of those 66 were in the paint. Um, you know, Dallas only had six fast break points. And that's another one of those things that we've talked about multiple times is I wish Dallas could play a little bit faster when Luka's off the floor because we know they have, you know, one of the slowest paces in the entire league. Um, but that's a lot because of what Luca likes to do and how they kind of structure this offense around Luca and let him be that quarterback, right? Like let him be this. All right, let me come down. Let me set off, set up the offense. Let me put everybody in their, in their places. Everybody has their designated places to where Luca starts to go to work. He knows exactly where in his mind each player is on the floor and like, let me work. And it works a lot of the times, right? Like, I mean, Luca's, He's a magician. We talk about Luca magic all the time. So if Luca's off the floor, I'm like, man, I wish they would run a little bit more. So, um, yeah, that's just a frustration I have sometimes. I was like, let's get up and run. Uh, you know, when you have Dinwiddie and Josh Green and some of these guys. Uh, but man, uh, great game for Reggie Bullock. You know, how many threes did he finish with in this game? He finished with five threes in this game. Spencer finished with six threes in this game. Uh, he actually had six threes. Um, I want to say at halftime, or at least in the third in the third quarter, but monster third quarter for Dallas. You know, like I said, they were down by 18 at the half. Then they come out in third quarter. They win the quarter 28 to 18. You know, Dinwiddie has has a big quarter. He hits four threes. He went he went four for four from three in the third quarter. Uh, Di, you know, Dorian went two for four from three in the in the fourth quarter. Josh hit a three. Um, you know, Denway had 12 points there in, in that in that third. I think I was saying fourth there, but uh, talking about the third quarter in which they came back. But, you know, they, they came back, they cut the lead, they got close, you know, a few times, got to single digits and like, let's go. You're getting excited. They're going to come back. Denwitty was hitting these just ridiculous shots. You really can't praise him enough right now. I mean, the dude is playing some incredible basketball. Um, when you look at, um, you know, when you look at sidekicks next to Luca, 
you know, he's not, uh, he's not getting an all-star love. He's not going to, he doesn't classify as like your second star. But if you look at guys that go next to Luca and be an offensive, you know, threat next to him or, you know, control the the offense when Luca's off the floor, Spencer's doing a, a great job of that as of late. And I think he's doing a good job of, you know, getting everybody involved, running the offense, taking the double team. You know, that's, that's a, a tiny little trait that um, kind of gets overlooked of when you're getting double, kind of being patient in that, letting the double come, but also, you know, not telegraphing your next play. And um, he's doing a good job taking the doubles, you know, up top and passing it and getting it to the right guy getting a hockey assist, you know, sometimes. And so, man, I was just, there were a few times, especially in that second half, I was just shaking my head. You know, he hit the the bomb 30 you know plus footer at the end of uh, the shot clock that one time. And it was just nasty. I've, at first I didn't see the shot clock. And I'm like, dang, Spencer's really confident right now. And uh, he did it. He hit it. So kind of a tough night marketing uh had a great game you know 29 points uh for him four of eight from three 11 of 20 from the field he's an all-star and uh happy for utah man the, like i mean I, I tweeted some stuff out about the you know their team and their fan base and stuff during the game it's like man what what a fun season for them right like you go into the season you trade your cornerstone players donovan mitchell rudy gobert we're making all the you know the jokes about how dallas sent them into a rebuild and they trade those two guys and you think that okay they're just gonna bottom out and they're just gonna suck for a while right like you get this dumb rebrand and fan base is you know probably just looking at it and it's like all right i'm just gotta all right this is just kind of what life's gonna be right and man what i mean is this the best that it could have been for them this season like not only do you win one of the most like lopsided trades in rudy gobert trade and getting the five first and all this stuff then you get walker kessler back in a deal who i was all out on before the draft i mean you know i mean i talked about it on this pod and we had mavs draft on and nick and i we were all talking about like different you know targets there with that 26 pick before they traded for christian wood and i was just, i didn't even consider it an option like you know what go for a wing go for a guard i watched him play at unc before he went to auburn Watched him some at Auburn, not a ton, saw all the block numbers, but man, he's fun. I don't know what he is like long-term. Um, I don't know you know, what he's going to be, but he's at least fun and he has a lot of value. So not only do you get the picks in him, but then you get marketing in the Donovan Mitchell trade who is going to be an all-star. And that, like, how fun is that? If you, if you're a jazz fan that you just, you make, you trade Donovan Mitchell and you get these picks and you're like, man, that's, that's our guy. And you get a guy back who, you know, Utah was wanting to have this, wanting to have a guy whenever they host the All Star Weekend, and it's like they're actually going to have a guy who's going to be their host player, which is crazy to think about. And then you go on top of it and say, all right, you know, obviously they're not going to, you know, be a title contending team for the next, you know, year or so. But like, they didn't even like eliminate their, you know, women Yamas sweepstakes, you know, odds. They are probably going to sell off some pieces, go backwards, lose some more games. But it's not without seeing like how fun this team could be in the first half of the season, seeing Will Hardy's a good coach and seeing all that stuff. So it's like you kind of got the best of both worlds of, man, this is a lot of fun. All right, let's sell off some pieces and now tank, go get a lottery pick. But we also have an all-star. We also won the Rudy Gobert trade by a landslide. Like it's just a lot of fun for Jazz. If I was a Jazz fan, I, you know, I'd be uh, having a having a fun season over there. But uh, let's take a quick break. Let's talk about LinkedIn and then we'll be back and let's talk about some potential trade uh, 
some potential trade candidates from Utah, if that's good with y'all. This podcast is brought to you by LinkedIn. Guys, I have a team that I work with uh, every single day during the week, and uh, they are literally the best team. It's the best part of my job is uh, going into work and having a team that you get to uh, – uh, that works for you, works that you get to work with, and uh, they're just a lot of fun. Not only are their talents amazing, but they're fun people at the same time. And you know what can help you find the best team? That is LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you quickly attract qualified candidates for your open jobs with targeting tools. They'll go beyond the resume data by using insights from your job post, company, and their 875 million member profiles to put your post in front of the most qualified candidates. LinkedIn jobs makes it easier to screen and rate applicants based on your job qualifications all on one platform. That's why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs as number one in delivering quality hires and leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MBA. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MBA post your job for free terms and conditions apply bingo all right let's do this let's spend the rest of this pod talking about some trade stuff right this is what we're all here for right it's a lot of fun five players on the jazz that i can't help to watch this game um can't help to watch this game and see multiple players out there on the floor for utah i'm like man you'd fit great in dallas uh, you look good in the Mavs jersey. Uh, this was after I watched the <laughs> the ridiculous LeBron celebration. Now that Nick's on here, I can just rail on LeBron. So, uh, how how dramified was that LeBron reaction at the end of that Celtics Lakers game? It's the funniest thing I've seen in a long time. Um, anyway, but you know, it's LeBron. So, um, shout out to Pat Bev bringing a camera on the floor getting that tech legendary technical foul uh honestly that was a lot of funny a lot of fun so i was following that i feel like all of nba twitter was watching celtics lakers and i'm over here watching you know malik beasley put up shots on davis bertons my hey this is part of, part of the business right i honestly would rather hit watch spencer denwitty play basketball than uh the lakers so jordan clarkson jared vanderbilt mike conley malik beasley Colin Sexton. I think all five of these guys would fit great in Dallas. Um, it's weird. I, what are they doing with Colin Sexton? Like, what is going on? So I, I I tweeted this out during the game. I said, hey, what what jazz player besides Laurie and uh, you know Kessler um, would you trade for? You know, for the Mavs. One shout out to all the people who could not read that tweet and wrote back Markinen or Kessler. Like, okay, you can't read. But also, it was crazy to see the variation of players on there because those five players, so many people mentioned random combinations of all those guys. Um, you know, Beasley lit up the Mavs and stuff tonight. But real quick, let's look at their salaries. So Mike Conley's due $22.6 million this year. So obviously, if you trade for him, you got to get up to that 22.6 number. Next year, he's guaranteed 24.3. So if you trade for Mike Conley, if Utah trades Mike Conley, they're probably trying to get off money or trying to get a draft asset, asset or trying to get a younger player. Uh, he's due $24 million next year. You look at Colin Sexton, 16.5 right now. He just signed that extension over the offseason. 17.3, 18.1, 18.9. That is through 25-26 season. Then you look at Malik Beasley. 
guaranteed he's kind of like an expiring contract to be honest but he's like 15.5 this year then there's some non-guaranteed stuff for next year around that 16.5 number jordan clark's at 13.3 has a player option for 14.2 that he's probably going to decline there's a lot of stuff out there like how much does utah love him uh, is he going to sign an extension in utah all of that and then you go on down to jared vanderbilt 4.3 this year 4.6 for next year Question right at the top. Would you rather have Jared Vanderbilt or Josh Green moving forward? Jared Vanderbilt or Josh Green moving forward? I think it's I think most of you are probably answering that question right off the top, saying, Oh, Josh Green, for sure. Um, I think it's a little closer. I think I would lean towards Josh Green, but I think it's a little closer than what some would think. I'm I'm a big Jared Vanderbilt fan. Uh, he did go to Kentucky. Uh, he is 6'9". He was a second-round pick uh, to the Mad. He got traded around a little bit, Denver, all that. But, um, you know, he's 23 years old, and he hustles. He could, put, he could defend on the perimeter, uh, but he's big at the same time. I just really like him. His rebounding numbers are nice. He's a hustler. Um, I think I would still take Josh Green. But it's a little it it's at least worth a conversation for me, I think. Or if you do a bigger deal uh with Utah, I man, if you could get Vanderbilt back in that deal, I would be jumping for joy. Um Mike Conley is is one that man, he's probably gonna be on another team, right? Who he's gonna go to a good team that's going to play in the playoffs and he's going to have a veteran impact on that team. And it's going to piss me off because if it's not for Dallas, like I, I could see him going to the Clippers and we're like, man, that was like the stabilizing player that they needed to help set up their offense and all that. Uh, I could see him going to Minnesota and help them sorting out all of their crap that's going on right now. I could just see him going to a handful of teams to where it would really help them. And, but man, how, I mean, how good would it be to have Mike Conley coming off the bench in Dallas? Just a vet, 35. I know he's due the 20-something million dollars next year. But what what do they want for a Mike Conley? Like, they're probably not getting a first. I mean, maybe if it's something with, with the Clippers, um, or maybe they get a first if they're taking back, you know, longer-term money. Um, you know, Dallas isn't going to give up a first, but what if there was another team out there that had, like, a Tim Hardaway type of thing, and they're like, hey – just to swap out these contracts, we'll we'll give you a protective first, something like that. Um, so I think Dallas's appeal to it, since they're probably not going to give up any of their first. Uh, speaking for the Mavs, I think the only appeal that they would have, you know, to Utah, considering they, you know, they wouldn't give up Josh Green, which is basically only a young guy, um, that you kind of asset wise. I think you would be looking at it, and you'd have to make the. Um, you know, the expiring contract appeal to Utah of, hey, do you want to get off that second year, Mike Conley? Let's talk about it, you know. Um, and then you're probably looking at, they'd have to probably be sold on, you know, Dwight Powell being a veteran presence in the locker room. Uh, you'd have to, you know, try to sell them on either, you know, maybe Reggie Bullock or, you know, they really don't have any use for Christian Wood. But you'd have to go to, like, the expiring contract route, I think if you wanted a shot at Mike Conley and you'd have something appealing for them. So um, the Malik Beasley fit would be really interesting. He's a bucket getter. Uh, him and Tim off the bench together would be very 
interesting. Um, shout out to that uh, layup by Tim tonight. You know what layup I'm talking about. Um, Jordan Clarkson, the one, right? I mean, he's number one on this list for me. Um, I would, my list, since uh, if you made your list, go for it. Uh, my list would go like this. I would have Jordan Clarkson. I, I would have Mike Conley. I would have Jared Vanderbilt. Um, I would have Colin Sexton and Malik Beasley. Um, there's some intriguing Sexton stuff. I need to look up some of his uh, trade. I feel like we don't hear his name, and I didn't look up his trade restrictions before this, so he might not be available. Um, it's just weird that he comes off the bench. They gave him that extension, but the extension's not... Okay, I don't want to talk about it. Um, Jordan Clarkson, though. I mean, he's the one. If they really put him on the market... The only thing that scares me about it is there's going to be a team out there that would give him give a, a first round pick for him. But man, if Dallas could get him and bring him off the bench and be that microwave scorer and even say like, hey, Jaden Hardy, you want to learn from Jordan Clarkson? Here you go. Uh, that would be really cool. He just pulls off some crafty stuff. You know, in a game like tonight, if Luca's out, um, you know, we're not going to be looking around all looking at each other saying, well, who's going to score the basketball? Who's going to create a little bit? Uh you know, Jordan Clarkson could do that. So I think that's the route I would go. Anybody else on the team that I'm missing? I love how I'm just talking to y'all like you're next to me. Um, to kill Alexander Walker, maybe. I think we talked about him the other day. I mean, he'd be worth a flyer, I guess. Rudy Gay. I'm really intrigued of like where, I mean, Kelly Olenek. I know some people put Kelly Olenek uh, on that tweet. He's due 12.8 this year, 12.1 next year. Um, yeah, like where would he fit in the whole Christian Wood, Dwight, Maxi, JaVale, um, bullpen combo and all of that. I'm not looking at too many bigs right now, unless, you know, Christian Wood's in another deal. If Christian Wood's in another deal, I don't know how I feel about walking and in, walking into the playoffs with just that center rotation of Dwight. Maxi, JaVale, and all that. I, I hope they go out and at least get another big body if Christian Woods including in a, included in another big deal uh, out there. So we'll see with that. I mean, I think Utah definitely uh, does something. That's not breaking news there. We're all uh, watching Utah right now. But they're they're kind of like the, the lesser version of Toronto for me that they have a ton of guys on their team that I would love in Dallas that you're watching this game tonight and be like, man, some of those wings out there, like they're athletic, you know, they're moving around fast to see Jared Vanderbilt, to see Malik Beasley, to see some of these guys, even Colin Sexton, he's super fast. See some of these guys out there running Akbaji um, and just getting them down the floor using their athleticism and stuff. So there's a lot of guys on this team that I think could be traded at the deadline and that could be traded to Dallas. And I would say, man, that would fit in Dallas. Uh, similar to Toronto in the Eastern Conference. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what Dallas could do. Uh, obviously, this is another loss for them, and um, they don't need more losses right now. Uh, they head home. They come back to Dallas. We have Detroit coming up the first of the week. Got a couple games at home before they head out on a big road trip. But, um, yeah, there you go. Really uh, kind of a catch-all, or not a really catch-all, but kind of a weird pod today. As we, uh, you know, recap this uh, Jazz Mavs game and then talk about some potential fits in Dallas. Nick and I will be back tomorrow. I have a trade. Here's here's it. Let me te tease tomorrow a little bit. I have a trade. 
that I worked on, I worked on like a, like it's office hours or something, you know, a trade machine. <laughs> um, I have a trade that I'm really intrigued by that I think could be realistic that we haven't talked about at all on the pod. Uh, and it's been with a team that we haven't talked about at all in the pod. So uh, I'll save it for tomorrow. How's that for a tease? There you go. I'll save that for tomorrow with Nick. I'll throw it at Nick and see what he thinks. And y'all can uh, tell me what you think in the comments and all of that. But guys, have a great weekend. Uh, let's see what happens in these uh, conference uh, championship games in uh, the National Football League. And uh, yeah, go 49ers. Can't have the Eagles winning. Peace out. Boo!